0: Horses that are exposed to a lot of stress, no matter what kind of stress, their body gets more acidic. Keeping them in a state of high acidity not only promotes more inflammation, but it will affect bacterial populations at the same time. Welcome to this week's episode of Healing Horses with Alicia. This week, I wanted to talk more about ways to support a healthy microbiome. So last week's episode, I dove quite a bit into why the microbiome is so important, what it is, how it's relevant to all aspects of our horse's health, whether it's digestion, metabolism, immunity, inflammation. It really, really plays a big role. And I also talked about the difference between looking at those wild horses and the domestic horses. And one of the big differences there is that the domestic horses are very limited to the diversity in their microbiome, meaning they don't have a lot of variation in populations. So in the wild horses, they're able to roam and pick and forage. And as they do that, as they're moving across the geography and the terrain, their immune system's learning all the time as they come into contact with different microbes. So make sure to tune into that episode if you haven't already, just to get a sense for why we're trying to support the microbiome, uh, which is a lot of that is relevant to the hindgut. But as I talked about, it's relevant to every organ in the body. That is what makes up a big proportion of their immunity as well. So I did talk a little bit about how important the environment is in fostering healthy populations of bacteria. And for horses especially, you know, if we're talking about domesticated pets and humans, but for horses especially, they rely on those populations to ferment their fiber. And in horses, 75% of their energy comes from the fermentation of fiber, and they require healthy levels and a healthy ecosystem of bacteria to do that. So when that starts to fall out of balance through poor feeding practices, a lot of toxicity, Chemicals, stress—that's when you start to see a lot of health issues start to come up. Whether it's colic or ulcers, fecal water syndrome, Uh, diarrhea—you can see a lot of immunity type issues as well, including scratches and rain rot, and all of those sort of those festering infections that we see sometimes in horses, and that's chronic thrush as well. So we do need to support them, and one of the best ways to do that is to create an environment in their body that is conducive to healthy populations. And the first thing we always have to look at is food. So make sure that you know what's going in your horse's body. Learn how to interpret your ingredient list. I went through some of that in our last episode, so you can tune in there for uh, some of the details about what to watch for. But one of the most common things you know, we're all aware of if we are working with metabolic horses and laminitic horses too is sugar you know, sugar does feed unhealthy populations and it can tilt that microbiome in an unfavorable direction. So making sure that we're not providing them with high sugar diets, we want to watch our high protein diets as well So if you're feeding your horse too much protein, then their stomach can actually physically digest or handle. That's all going to end up in the hindgut. And then you end up fermenting protein. You ferment the alfalfa and the hindgut is not meant to do that. So that is going to change the environment for a lot of those bacteria. High fat diets, I don't Support either for a lot of different reasons, but it does affect the motility of the digestive tract. Like food, it changes how fast that food can move through. So, watch your high fat. And then, of course, just all the chemicals and preservatives and things. We want to make sure that's kept to a minimum as well. And Part of supporting that environment is also regulating pH. So we want to see a healthy pH between about 6.4 and 6.7. That's just below neutral. So the pH 7 is a neutral pH and we want to see it slightly acidic. But when it starts to drop below that, you're going to start producing more acidity in that hind gut. That is going to promote The growth of other unhealthy bacteria so we really want to make sure that we are not feeding them things that's going to drop the ph so high sugar diets will do that uh high corn so make sure that you're not you know the corn's not sneaking in in your feed bags and other things to watch out for of course is medications so medications will alter the microbiome and it will have an effect on bacterial populations there as well. Ask yourself, ask your horse, ask your vet, are they necessary? Is this helping? Are we seeing benefit to this or, you know, do we have other issues cropping up because of them? Because they absolutely do have an effect on the health of those bacteria. So, stress levels is another one I always tell people to watch out for. So, and this can be emotional stress, it can be physical stress, but high stress lifestyles for horses are easy because horses are just hardwired to be stressed. So that's just something to always keep your eye on. But horses that are exposed to a lot of stress, no matter what kind of stress it is, their body gets more acidic um, and it's true for humans too. So keeping them in a state of high acidity not only promotes more inflammation, but it will affect bacterial populations at the same time. Making those lifestyle changes, looking at the diet, assessing everything that's going in their mouth uh, goes a long way because that's setting up the environment essentially for a healthy ecosystem of bacteria versus an unhealthy one. So in addition to all of that, uh, the first thing we can start practicing is prebiotics. So prebiotics, they provide soluble and insoluble fiber, usually from plants, And the healthy gut bacteria can metabolize this for fiber. That helps increase the numbers and diversity of the microbiome without actually having to supplement a probiotic. This is just part of practicing prevention. So a foraging horse, meaning a horse that has access to grasses and leaves and shrubs and roots, They have a good diet of prebiotics. It's kind of setting them up for success. But unfortunately, in the domestic world, not every horse has access to that. And of course, we're all trying to manage pastures and grass and things like that. So that's not always possible. So we have to do what we can from our angle to see if we can provide them with some of this in a feed bucket, because that's just the best option we have. So beet pulp. I talked about beet pulp in a previous episode. It is a good source of prebiotics for horses. Uh, and it's something that I've witnessed over and over again with some of these metabolic horses because it is a fiber and it does help improve gut health. Um, the occasional horse might not be able to tolerate it if they have a weakened microbiome already. But I have personally witnessed a lot of horses get benefit from that. Chia seeds is another way to support prebiotic levels. And then we have some other things like cooked barley, cooked oats. I usually reserve those uh, for very specific situations in horses where they're not really digesting all that well and they really need just something soothing and easy to digest. Usually horses with ulcers and things like that. But for the metabolic horses, I don't often go for the cooked barley and cooked oats unless I have to just because the glycemic index is a little bit higher. And then uh, we have certain plants. So, all the herbs, you know, if you're well versed in what herbs do and some of their properties, you can go and do your own research on what the best plants and herbs would be to provide prebiotics. But just a couple of them, marshmallow root can be very, very beneficial for ulcers and just helping the mucosal lining. Slippery elm is another one that you can look at. And any leafy greens from the garden or kitchen, so any live forage, you know, and that includes, you know, lettuce and spinach and cucumber, whatever your horse is going to eat, uh, that can be helpful as well. So all that live forage provides a lot of phytonutrients in addition to prebiotics. So that's more on the prevention side. So let's talk about probiotics, because I know that it's a popular topic out there. A lot of people are already supplementing probiotics, which is great. If you haven't heard of uh, supplementing probiotics, then you'll probably get a lot out of this because probiotics certainly can offer a lot of benefit uh, for horses just because of their gut and the fermentation process. So probiotics are living biological organisms. So they're not just a synthetic nutrient. That's not the same thing. And they have a number of health benefits. They have the ability to modify the microbiota to produce compounds that benefit health by targeting unfriendly intestinal pathogens and stimulating the immune system. So that's what we're after when we are skipping our horses probiotics, all of those health benefits. So there are a lot of studies available. There, There's a lot of contradictory studies too. And I know especially with horses and health, things can be very contradictory in a lot of ways. So at some point, you just have to rely on your experience and what you see and what that particular horse needs. That is going to vary depending on the horse's situation and the health profile as well. So, but it can't hurt to try, right? Like if your horse has never been on a probiotic before, they have a lot of gut issues from gas to bloating to perhaps a history of colic or their water and diet, like all that stuff, um, definitely put your horse in a probiotic if you haven't done so before. So about the research, you know, the studies are limited. So I don't always rely on studies for that reason, because sometimes we just don't have the information available. But nevertheless, there are different species that are the most common strains used for both people and animals. And that's the bifidum, and the lactobacillus. So those are the strains that are the most common, even for humans. If you go into your human health food store, those are very common strains you're going to see on the ingredient list. And they have been shown to have a lot of positive effects in animal models other than horses as well. That includes improved intestinal immunity. So it helps actually reduce the inflammation and it helps detoxify as well. That means it's helping prevent more intestinal permeability. So for those of you that are familiar with the leaky gut concept, lots of these horses have a leaky gut just from their history and also just an unhealthy hindgut. So um, using probiotics in this way can be very beneficial and I include them in many of my leaky gut programs for that reason. So aside from balancing the microbiome, uh, they can also adhere to the gut wall and block Pathogen, so pathogenic bacteria from attaching to the membranes. This is also an important point if your horse is struggling with autoimmune issues or just general poor immunity and coming back to some of that scratches and the rain rot and the mud fever. A lot of those type bacterial infections that aren't life threatening, but sometimes they're unsightly, but also they're not comfortable for the horse either it's just a sign that their immunity is poor and when you start to identify some of these patterns it can be pretty clear that their intestinal immunity is struggling like if you look back in their health history and they've got a long history of long-term medication use high you know starch diets high grain and sugar and like you can kind of pick up that sort of pattern of toxicity and then it doesn't take much to kind of get, okay, we have a hindgut problem, we have a poor intestinal immune system and we really need to get that microbiome shifted back into a healthy position. So these benefits help all digestive conditions, including colic, which is one of the most worrisome issues that we see in horses. Supports an overall healthy immune system and helps horses gain weight by improving the digestion of feed. And another thing I've seen a lot of horses benefit from is energy levels. I know when a horse is feeling just generally toxic and maybe they're bloated and just feeling blah, like we, we can sometimes if we're not digesting properly. One thing that I have noticed with adding a good probiotic into their plan is that their energy levels get better, like they have more brightness to their eyes and they just start picking up a little bit. So those are all signs to watch for to know if your horse is benefiting from good probiotics. So probiotic species, as I mentioned, the lactobacillus and the bifidus family. Um, So you can also see acidophilus is another one that you'll often see on ingredient labels too, and in equine probiotic supplements. So those are kind of very common uh, to see, but they're not necessarily indigenous to the equine intestinal tract. So the ability of probiotics to colonize the intestinal tract does not seem to be based on species or host-specific bacteria. So I get asked about that a lot. Like, can I use human probiotics for my horse? I say in a pinch, yeah, like go get it because I actually use high doses of probiotics for colic, especially if the vet can't get there and you need to do something in a hurry, go grab your probiotics and give that a try. I've seen a lot of horses um, snap out of a colic situation pretty quick on higher doses of probiotics. So um, I would not stop at if I don't have a horse one, just use the human one because a lot of these strains don't seem to be as species specific as we think. So another topic of conversation out there when it comes to probiotics is, can they survive the gastrointestinal tract because of all the acid production? This has been discussed for humans. Uh, It's Discussed a lot for horses as well. For humans, the survival rate is estimated at twenty to forty percent. And I've heard this for a long time now. You know, there is research out there that says you know the the bacteria can't live past the acid, so there is no point. And that's just contrary to my experience. I have seen a lot of horses snap out of a colic situation, which is you know usually impaction in a lot of cases. I have seen horses just turn their health around by supplementing certain probiotics. So in my mind, I know that it's getting somewhere that's making a difference, whether it's colonizing new populations. Maybe it is only reaching the stomach, but it's enough to communicate uh, to other populations you know, or send instructions. I'm not sure, but I do know that they work. If they don't work, I wouldn't just stop and say, oh, it didn't work. Maybe try a different one. You know, I think it's worth kind of playing around to see what works best for your horse. If you are ready to dive into the world of holistic horse health and all it has to offer, I invite you to join me for my 12-week online signature program, Healing Horses Stairway. This program only runs once per year, and I'm excited to announce the doors are now open to welcome the class of 2024. Registration is now open. Inside, you'll learn how to formulate natural health programs using diet, lifestyle, single nutrients, herbs, and homeopathic remedies, and this course will also empower you with the tools and confidence you need to make informed decisions and take charge of your horse's health. If you want to learn more or you're ready to register, you can look in the show notes for the links. There's one link that will take you to a page to learn more about the program and how it's run, and the other link is just to get registered right away. I can't wait to welcome you. Now, when it comes to selecting probiotics off a shelf, there are a couple of things that are important to me when I'm giving advice or helping students or clients choose a good probiotic. One of them is I like to see them refrigerated. So if you go into a human health food store, that's where you get them. You get them out of the fridge. If you find them off the shelf, it just means they're using stabilizers and healthy live cultures don't survive at room temperature. As we talk about the environment of probiotics is important. That's one of the conditions. So when you are putting them in a bottle, they don't survive without stabilizers at room temperature. So They should always come out of the fridge, and it helps them last longer too, so it'll help retain the potency for longer as well. The other thing I'm pretty strict about, especially if I'm working with a horse that has a history of a lot of hindgut issues, whether it's leaky gut or ulcers, diarrhea, fecal water, any of those types of things, I... Don't want to see any other ingredients in my probiotics. Like if you're going to supplement probiotics, just pick probiotics. Make sure all that's in there are bacterial strains and watch that there's no added sugar. And I've seen some supplements out there where, you know, there's bacterial strains and then maltodextrin or something. So make sure that you're looking at those ingredient lists to make sure there's nothing else in there. And sometimes. You'll see some bacterial strains with about 20 other different ingredients, whether it's herbs or nutrients, or I just think it gets lost in the shuffle. There's no guarantee how much your horse is actually getting because it's processing a lot of other things. So I prefer just straight live culture if you're being deliberate about supplementing probiotics. There are certain times of the year that I like probiotic supplementation, and it's usually post-deworming. So, spring and fall are good times to start looking at parasite counts. So, if you're doing the chemical deworming at those times, it's a good idea to support them with a probiotic after you deworm to build up those microbial populations again. And I know that it helps you know, and for a lot of horses because those dewormers, they are chemical. Uh, they do wipe out a lot of things, you know, bacteria, parasites, all of it. So, that's a good time of year if your horse is on courses of antibiotics. You make sure that you build those levels up afterwards. Those antibiotics will kill healthy bacteria. So those are a couple times or circumstances where I like to use probiotics. And like I said, if your horse has never been on a probiotic, and you know, especially as I get older, I do think it's a good idea uh, to do even to put them on you know, Two four- to six-week courses a year would be great for maintenance and prevention, and you can also use it for specific instances, as I described. Now, when it comes to dosage, you are not looking for milligrams or micrograms or anything like that. It's a different form of measurement because it's bacteria. So you're looking for CFUs, and that stands for Colony Forming Units. An average dose, like if you go to the human health food store, you'll see 50 billion CFUs, 100 billion CFUs. I hover around the 50 to 100 billion CFU mark for horses. I don't go above and beyond just because they weigh a 1,000 pounds. I always like to start at a minimal dose. You can always increase it from there. In a colic situation, 200, 200 billion CFUs in a dose. And just one dose, uh, just to see if that's enough to get that fermentation process started again. So, but on a, just a general maintenance dosage, if you're just trying to support healthy levels in your horse's gut, I would just start at 50 billion and work yourself up from there. And in some instances, you can do, you know, a loading dose. If you think your horse's microbiome is really depleted in probiotics, you can start with a loading dose of say 100 to 150 billion CFUs. For 10 days and then come back down and just do that for maintenance for another four weeks. Now, there's usually three situations that I see with probiotics in horses. The first one is you start them on a probiotic and you see lots of benefit right away, whether it's in their digestive system or they just look healthier, their immunity comes up, energy levels come up. You know, those are the great cases because it's cause and effect. Like you started the probiotic, things got better. I have seen horses that have been on probiotics for a very long time, consistently for a long time, and they might even be high-quality probiotics, and nothing has really changed. They're still struggling with digestive issues, immunity issues, metabolism issues. So in those situations, I really take them off of it because it's not working, it's not helping. And instead, I shift my focus to diet. What kind of environment have we created in this gut, And how come the probiotics aren't working? And for some horses, and I can't explain it, it's just a feeling, an intuitive feeling. I just think that sometimes they're... I don't know if allergy is the right word. It's just that they're not working for them. Like I, They might even uh, be causing issues. And I don't have an explanation for that. It's just an observation. So if your horse has been on them for a really long time and nothing has really shifted for them, I would encourage you to take them off of it and just see what you've got. Like, where is the baseline? What what issues are we still having? Did health decline or did health go up after you stopped using them? You know, that's another thing to pay attention to as well. And then there are some horses where you start them on it And they've never been on a probiotic, but you start them on it and it just doesn't work. You see no improvement, there's no benefit. And in those cases, there's something else going on there that needs to be addressed. Probiotics isn't the be all end all. It's not the only thing that we're looking at to improve our horse's health. It certainly can be very beneficial. But I'd say, you know, as far as prevention goes, you would be much further ahead just by assessing all the things that are going into your horse's mouth. Because at the end of the day, that's really what's changing the environment is their food, their level of toxicity, what chemicals are going into their mouth, what other ingredients are going into their mouth. And what does that pH look like in the hindgut? Are they just very, very acidic? So that's usually where I would start and making sure you're incorporating some prebiotics into their diet as well. But I just mentioned, I've already mentioned uh, throughout this episode, uh, some health conditions that it can be very beneficial for, but I'm just going to list them again so you're clear on what exactly probiotics can be beneficial for. So digestive issues. We have colic, colitis, diarrhea, leaky gut, ulcers, and also weight loss and nutrient absorption. So I see poorly assimilated nutrition all the time with horses and so if you think this is your horse starting them on a probiotic if they haven't been on one is a great place to start. Immune problems. Uh, Lots of immunity issues I believe is created with an unhealthy microbiome and that includes all autoimmune conditions. One that comes up you know, more than I'd like to see is uveitis. So, the equine recurrent uveitis is considered a non-immune condition, but that's also cancer. Feed allergies, infections, they can be acute or chronic. Insects' sensitivity, so just general allergies. There's some horses that are just allergic to everything from bug bites, insects, some of them get hives from the heat, anything that they're allergic to that goes in their mouth. So, those horses have some immunity struggles, and I think often it does start in their digestive system. Horses with metabolic issues, so PPID, insulin resistance, PSSM, and of course we have stress as well. So stress is a big part of those metabolic issues. And we also have the respiratory stuff, so asthma, COPD, that all comes back to immunity too, where they're getting, you know, maybe some environmental allergies shortness of breath, those types of things where they're just very, very sensitive all around. So that's really what I wanted to talk to you about today as far as supporting that hindgut and being able to select a high quality probiotic. So hopefully that helps you in selecting some probiotics, kind of maybe putting the pieces together on why the hindgut just isn't working well, why they're still bloated and distended or gassy, um, all of those things. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.